<laughs> get the energy good i love that it is all about the energy isn't yeah. it you need to need to be charged yeah absolutely yeah, yeah, i really sure. hear that especially for me because i've got a like, really monotone voice so I'm, like, so I'm working on it guys just, uh... <laughs> i'm working on it working <laughs> on the app tones i'm trying when i get hyper though i'm like uh, uh uncontrollable so, i love that <laughs> it's like a fine balance yeah anyway, hey everyone um today i have laura brown hello uh so uh, you, if you're around Brighton, you probably know or have seen something that she's involved in. She's an artist, a yoga teacher, a musician, and an acrobat. She's a very active human being, and I'm excited to talk to you. So, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. No worries. Uh, okay, so like, I suppose we could uh, we could start off with how we know each other, which would be Alice. Yeah. Yes, oh, my soul sister, yeah. Miss Alice. Her artwork. Yeah, Ooh. absolute vibe. Yeah, uh, by far one of my favorite guests. On here. Like, just someone that I could immediately just be open and honest with. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. We really just connected. I guess. I guess it's just over art. That was our. Like she was obviously doing music, and I ended up coming on board as her kind of video gal, video mm. and photography gal, making her artwork for her EPs, and it's just been like a strong sisterhood ever since nice yeah nice. such a vibe so a couple of days ago you posted the picture of her yes. on a stool and then you were yeah. pulling her hair off flicking her hair yeah so I basically got into this woman called Brooke Shaden okay. who is a, like a fine artist and she comps together loads of different images to create these um, like hyper real images which is kind of it is kind of in the realm of what I do but I often do that where I take lots of different things and make them really kind of uh, what's the word surreal whereas what Brooke Shaden's doing is taking something and actually making it quite photo real even though what the person will be doing is like levitating for example or yeah. like you know floating through space or there'll be loads of things whooshing around but the actual photo looks as if it could be like happening special effects exactly and, yeah. so that's my kind of new thing that I'm trying out and Great. so yeah Alice was the candidate for that amazing and she, <laughs> she nailed it yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. All, all of her like PR work is, is beautiful so, yeah. yeah big fan of it it's, good good aesthetic yeah. it's like solid and simple I yeah. think that's what yeah. keep I think that's the key really is not overcomplicating things it also like keeps her unique mm. like you've done a really good job of like making her like it gets across her personality, yeah. which I think a lot of people don't do when yeah. they become like musicians or anything. And they just like, oh, I do music. And like, yeah. so you really want to know who you are. Like, yeah. And... yeah, you want to know behind the performer, don't mm. you? You know, Because like, I think that's the thing. There's this thing with performers, and me and my partner Mike talk about this a lot, where there's like the mystique and then there's underneath it. And actually, I think a lot of us are just really yearning for the person underneath mm-hmm. the... And I think it's quite a traditional old school way to be kind of um just going on this like untouchable performer Mm -hmm. and I think maybe we're all shifting into something into a space where we actually really want to know the person underneath and we really want to know where that stuff is coming from rather than just the kind of in awe of the you know like they're a god exactly yeah yeah, Yeah. exactly like the demigods it's (laughs) I know exactly and I think that's really cool what Alice does actually she really opens that door and opens that gateway yeah into like underneath yeah and just like approachable and, mm. and like you know and the multiple facets of the artwork too yeah. like it's um yeah i was so happy that she came on like episode six when this was like so new yeah. and like no everyone was kind of i'd like send out invites people just be like mm. yeah <laughs> like sure i'll come to your house yeah, <laughs> yeah sure <laughs> okay i was like just give me a chance um yeah it, it, it kind of 
it helped a lot. I, I yeah. think it probably gave him momentum. So yeah. nice, big props. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, big <laughs> love to Alice. Uh, okay, so the other post that I saw you post online was digging some holes. <laughs> digging <laughs> some holes. Oh my lord! Yeah, that is a a project. That is a very exciting project. Cool. So Luna Wilds, amazing. Yes. Okay, so here we go. I'll set the scene. So we have obviously the the yoga studio in town, mm-hmm. the Geo Luna Wave bubble. Mm-hmm. And what we have been doing, so when I say we, it's me and my partner, Mike. So we work together, business partners and real life partners, which is Perfect. always fun. <laughs> hey, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hey, Mikey. Um, and we have found a farm in, well, I'm actually not going to disclose oh, the, okay. yeah, little secret location for a minute area 51 yeah exactly um it's near brighton 25 minutes out brighton um and it's gonna be it's two fields we're gonna have a yoga deck we're gonna have some spa treatments outside bath area shower area sauna vibe a couple of bell tents for camping and basically the idea is to kind of do a bit of a rewilding on the psyche so that sounds a bit pretentious but what I actually mean so there's this coin well there's this term called rewilding that has been kind of used by farmers a lot Mm. particularly um, a place called NEP who's like kind of light years ahead with this concept and it's basically turning agricultural land back over to its native landscape so it's just letting everything grow up all the hedgerows grow up stop farming the land Mm. they put great like natural grazers back on so they bring in cows deers uh, pigs, so everything that was native to England, yeah. say X amount of years ago, mm. and that's something that has been happening in Net for the last twenty years, which wow. is a, a farm in Sussex, which is awesome, yeah. awesome. They have an amazing yoga space there, camping, and then they have these animals just roaming around, basically so nurturing the, the land. Should be right? <laughs> yeah, literally. So cool. They've got like beavers and that everything. What? It's amazing. Um, so we're kind of well, I guess. Yeah, we're applying that concept, but to the the human. So how mm. to rewild our souls, I guess. And Creating tribal yeah, lifestyle. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just kind of opening up a space whereby you could come and perhaps do some like whittling and then maybe have like a bit of a forage around, a bit of a cook, maybe mm. get in the sauna, have a, have a yoga session and just kind of connect back to nature wow. and connect back to the wilderness. So is it? You would kind of like go for two, three days. It's probably going to be more like just a, uh, yeah, two days, let's say. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we're still working out like exactly where we're at with it. But yeah. the kind of essence of the idea is that you come to like two days, have a sleepover in a lovely tent. <laughs> you know, you have like your kind of itinerary planned, get some artists down to do some mm. workshops. And I don't, I guess speaking for myself, like in the past, I think I've felt so disconnected from nature and the wilderness that actually it's almost felt a bit scary. Like the idea of being lost in the woods Mm. is like a terrifying, I I can feel like I'm not one of those like um, souls that's like, oh, I'd be all right. I just kind of, yeah, I'm not a Bear Grylls. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just not. And actually sometimes I think it freaks me out when I get, when it's all a bit wild and a bit, and I kind of, I guess want to, just connect back to nature so that isn't feeling like super scary because obviously you know yeah that's where we're you know that's our kind of essence I think and and so yeah there's something in that it's all a bit not fully formed but there's definitely something in this kind of rewilding of the soul and opening up that space for people to join us so one i'm in (laughs) a whittling definitely yeah 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 (laughs) like my friend rosie actually does amazing like bushcraft and so she whittles like knives 
like chopping boards, spoons. I know it's amazing. Yeah. Rosie's coming on the podcast. Yep, Rosie needs to come on the podcast. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please, Rosie. Uh, I'll just hang out with you. That's cool as hell. <laughs> yeah, just teach me yeah. to whittle. <laughs> I used to do bushcraft when I was growing up, like, when I say growing up, like from 21 onwards to mm-hmm. about 26, I think. I nice. used to go to Wales like, twice a year. And yeah. We'd take like barely any equipment and just try and get by. And uh, Yes. We'd come back. Everything would be easy. Yeah, like, right. It's kind of our version of Fight Club. Like, sure, yeah, All the yeah, volume yeah. gets turned down and everything else. And Did you uh, get scared at any points? Yeah, I mean, I went... <laughs> oh, God, see, <laughs> this is where... This on camera. <laughs> 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 I, uh, so I went in a group of, like, four guys. And, yeah. Um, we took, like, summer equipment. This is one of the first times we went. Okay, We, yeah. we turned up, like, I think in April, thinking that it would be normal weather. Yeah. We fucked up the... Amount of time it would take to get there. Uh, we turned up. It was late. Dark. Oh god, these are the these are the moments I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, and I start to panic. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, I mean, ideally we could have just got in the car and just gone. But sure. We yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, screw it. Let's hike up a hill and just follow the map and the compass. Like that works. Yeah, fine. yeah, yeah. And um, there was this dawning uh, for fear moments. I remember we were walking uphill, so my my body was adjusted to going up, and mm-hmm. I had a head torch on. Mm-hmm. Then we got we could sort of ascended and. Um, we couldn't see anything in front of us because it was kind of like foggy and snowy. And then uh, we stopped to look at the map and I turned my head torch off just to like get my night vision back. And then the horizon that I thought was ahead of me here was actually here. What, so you'd and gone we were, a lot higher? And we were looking down and it was like a, a straight edge oh, like, off, a, off a cliffside. And like my whole reality warped and like I had this sinking feeling. It was, oh, it was awful. Yeah. And uh, we were just really, really cold to... That we couldn't find anywhere to camp because we had all these great ideas of making a fire and everything. Yeah, so yeah. This woodland would be like, you know, dry. It wasn't, it would, nothing would burn. So we just, uh, we were like piled up in our sleeping bags, but I had like a summer sleeping bag and it yeah. was like minus 10. Oh my God, <laughs> yeah. Alex. And I was sleeping on the outside of the group, just trying to be like a good, you know, like leader. Good human. Yeah, like, yeah, like, I've, got, <laughs> I've got this, guys. Yeah, I've on, got yeah, this. Like, you know, if I <laughs> yeah. can sleep on my own, everyone else can. And uh, yeah, no, in the night, I just rolled over my friend into the middle of the group and just, I don't care. I'm going to live. I'm <laughs> 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 so you guys. Elbows out. <laughs> yeah. it was, I was too cold. So. Oh, God. Yeah. And obviously you made it through the night and then... Yeah, yeah, we I mean yeah, the next day we managed to like think clearer. And it's yeah, I think that's what it is as well for me. I think it's when I get into that state of panic, which can happen really quickly for me. I've got those like, one of those hypervision bloody brains mm. that just everything's like a threat almost. <laughs> Which is like my biggest lesson, I think, about being here this time around on Earth is like how to manage that point. Because actually, when I can ground and when I can get into my body, Mm. I can really rationally think my way out of it. But it doesn't take a lot for me to flip up into that like fight or flight space. And I go into just panic and I've got to get out like I think I probably was a herd animal at some point and I just <laughs> yeah. up and go you know I'm not hanging around to fight the tiger but that's a lie yeah literally I'm going <laughs> like, Don't. tail goes high and off I go um but that's definitely something that I think this uh, this idea of the nature mm. concept that I'm talking about really I can really I haven't fully got it but I can really feel that there's something in that about yeah mind control managing your level so that even if you are presented with something that you know is is wanting to tick off that response you're able to go "Ah, ah, no Mm. you know we're going to bring it down cold water cold water therapy actually was something i was doing for a long time yeah (laughs) good on wim hof yeah he's really coined that hasn't he like the mind control thing he's (laughs) got it down just got cold and wet it's like i i've been doing that too (laughs) yeah it is his now he is the master (laughs) yeah I, I was going to say too, because uh, I'm, I'm quite 
like my mind will go like oh that's a problem oh that's a real problem <laughs> like so one way of dealing with that is, is just every week or like ideally every day but i can't find enough things to do is just put myself out of my comfort zone yeah nice and then like gradually things sort of got easier over the course of like a year i'd say i went from like being like stressed all the time yeah to just being kind of like oh, okay like, yeah this is bullshit but it's fine, it's fine. yeah <laughs> i really really hear that i talk a lot with my therapist about the window of tolerance and how like you have this window mm. of tolerance and actually the growth areas are like you're saying like just outside it's not in like panic but it's like if you can just get out of what you can tolerate then you're like building that resilience growing as a human finding you know oh actually I can survive in this situation so yeah I really hear that and it is isn't it it's like knowing when you've crossed over into that growth space Mm -hmm. And before it slipped into the panic to of doom. Trauma. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. To trauma, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, uh, yeah, unrecoverable trauma. Yeah. yeah. Which I, fact, I think I started doing at the gym as a young guy. I, um, you know, I, I would work out hard for months and then yeah. I would just, just, I'd be like, oh, it's horrible. I don't, mm. and then I would just be so caught off a window and, you know, like just created a level of discomfort that's too high. Yes, yeah, yes. And then I never stuck to the gym, which is why I'm like a, a dad bod man. <laughs> 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 uh, but that's fine. It's fine. <laughs> Nobody shaming here. Nobody <laughs> shaming here. All body body positive. So when is Luna Wilds looking to open its fields? Open its fields, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Open its willow willow doors. Um, <laughs> it opens well, hopefully in June. That's cool. the aim. Right. So yeah, the digging. I mean, I think we've done that thing where we're like, oh yeah, it's just a decking. It's just a bit of this, a bit of that. And actually, then you start doing the work, and you're like, oh cool. So if I dig that there, then that means that water can just run. You know, there's just it me. You know, like you start one thing. And then it opens up all yeah. the other things. So we're, yeah, we're in that phase. But I had some really beautiful helpers yeah. a couple of days ago. My good friend Kira and Ryan, who I was talking about earlier, mm. um, who came down and like gave us a hand. And that was like, oh, just so blessed just to have, like just to start feeling like the space was infused with that energy, mm-hmm. you know, of like collaboration. And I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be an awesome You're the first project. settlers of that tribe. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> up and made it the, the place. Yeah. yeah, it was it. There was a funny feeling, actually, that me and Mike both spoke about whereby we were ripping out a lot of nature. Mm. So what I mean by that is like there was some because it was super derelict when we the, the spaces that we were looking at we had to do a lot of clearing. Mm. So there was this funny thing where we were like taking nature away and then and I felt really icky about it because it was like these trees and, and brambles and stuff. We, In comparison to the, the amount that's there, we you know hardly touched the surface, but just to make a bit more space for what we needed. But then we were kind of in our mind, we were thinking, but obviously we're taking, but we are also going back to this space by like bringing people here firstly, but then also learning about like the different species of trees around and Mm. learning about respecting the, or like what the brambles do. And, you know, we're going to do a lot more planting, but there definitely was a bit of a, like, I suddenly got this kind of, oh, maybe I don't, Mm. maybe I don't know about this, like kind of digging the holes and like seeing the little worm. And I was like, oh God. So it was kind of confusing that bit. Yeah, it did. It reminded me of the opening scene of animals of farthing wood i don't know if you (laughs) (laughs) and i was like no no no, what are we doing and then like we spoke about it and you know and obviously there's always going to be an element of we're we're working supernaturally like everything's reclaimed all of the wood that we're using is recycled like it's really really conscious but there's always going to be like an element of having to dig into the ground or having to push a 
a bramble back. But then I need to remind myself that nature's really resilient, mm. you know, and it all comes we back and it all grows nature, back. I mean, and yeah. we are, yeah, yeah so exactly. Us doing that is like a natural thing. It's yes. It's not like some, you know, alien thing that, that's never happened before. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, as long as you return to the earth, like once you've like settled and things then I, I don't see any harm in like yeah. disturbing it briefly yeah because I will like badgers dig dens no exactly dens. actually and that's a really good point when I looked around I was like you know the fox isn't there like worrying that he's built like a den mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just me he needs a home <laughs> he needs a home yeah, yeah yeah we need fucking nature <laughs> yes loads of wildflowers as well I'll put wildflowers yeah. everywhere and... uh, you yeah. should um, get in touch with Green Valley's um, he's a beekeeper Ooh, around there. I'll note that. Oh, no, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so would be awesome to have like some bees there. To have access to honey, knowledge, yes, and bees. Yes, and, yes, yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, that's a good one. I'll write that down before I go. Chris, reach out. Yeah, I'm coming for you, Chris. <laughs> cool, dude. Um, yeah, okay. Um, so people might know you more familiarly uh, as Luna Wild isn't open yet by Luna Waves Luna like, Wave yeah. that kind of like popped up I remember it, that was my running route along the marina right and yeah I was just like, oh, what's that? like I love domes because since yeah. like the age of 11 I've envisioned this like biosphere of, yeah. you know like um saving humanity with like cat trapping water yeah so, yeah. yeah any dome i see i'm like huh <laughs> love it <laughs> yeah and then i was like oh and they do yoga i was like damn really cool yeah um and yeah like so many people that i know are attached to it like olive and yeah olive. oh yeah. yeah love olive yeah, oh cool. big big love <laughs> big love yeah yeah um uh, yeah and then sort of lockdown happened so i didn't get to yeah kind of experience it um but do you mind sort of talking about the idea of that yeah for sure so Mm. that came about yeah it was really interesting actually because i did so a bit of a journey back so i was working in where was i working at that point i was having like a bit of a difficult time maybe like two years ago three years ago now like quite a confused kind of like oh I don't really know what I'm doing I was working in tv before that on like kind of production side of things which was like I did that from quite a young age actually after my degree and I really enjoyed it like it was fun I was kind of early 20s and you know and it was just meeting new people and going off and doing these random projects and researching all these new subjects and so that was really awesome but I kind of got to a point with it where I felt I couldn't really take it any further I I my last project was um, a documentary about homeless women and it was just super yeah. beautiful. And but that on four, It was on five. BBC Three. So, yeah, I think, yeah, Love I, and I Drugs on the Street. In yeah, Brighton. in Brighton. Yeah, 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 it was actually a magical project. I worked yeah. on it with a good friend of mine, George Vernon. He shot the whole thing. Mm. And it was one of those projects where it was my absolute favourite thing I'd ever worked on, but it mm. also, like, pr- crippled me emotionally. Yeah. I just couldn't really... I was confused by the fact that I was, um, I didn't know if I was kind of necessarily helping these people mm. by making this documentary or if I was exploiting them unintentionally. Like I was yeah. very confused by the concept of it, but knew that it was a really important thing to be made yeah. and knew that I, I was approaching it sensitively. And mm. so was um, the camera people that were working on it. So we were all very sensitive and coming to it with, I believe like absolutely like pure intentions mm. but there's always that difficulty I think when you're taking quite a sensitive subject and then using it on a platform for not entertainment because it is about learning but mm. there's still that element in your mind of thinking how do I make this engaging and so I was just mm. kind of confused by the whole thing a little bit if you know what I mean yeah 
yeah, I suppose it's more the worry of how people perceive it. Oh, God, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and like safeguarding good. and, you know, is this camera being used as a weapon or is this camera being used to do good? You know, because obviously there's so many. Yeah. Anyway, that was a whole kind of minefield in my mind. By the time I finished that project, I was like, I think I need a bit of time out. <laughs> 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 I got to that point where I was like, I've been about six years in telly and I was like, yeah, I think I just need to take a little break. Yeah. Um, I was really pleased with how the program went and how it was received was incredible. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I took a little break and I had a little think and I went and did my yoga teacher training, classic. Nice. <laughs> Ran away to France, not to <laughs> India. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I went down to France and did my teacher training with a lady called Rachel Hambry, who's awesome. She does, yeah, she, it was a really, really beautiful teacher training, like six mm. women in total. Oh, nice. Yeah, and just very small and peaceful and yeah, it was lovely. So I did that and then I came back from that so that would have been two years ago now, two years ago in the summer. I came back from France and I still wasn't 100% sure. I was still a bit like, I didn't necessarily want to go and teach yoga. I just kind of, I, yeah, I, just, I just felt like I didn't really know exactly what direction I was going in. And then I ended up taking some work experience in like a warehouse in London that was um, more towards, it was still kind of in TV, but it was on the production. No, it wasn't. It was on the crew side. Oh. So it was like technical role. It was learning about cameras and it was like working in a kit house where you were learning on the job and kind of taking the kit out, bringing it back, like the middleman between production and set really. And then with the aim to end up going out on set and I did that for about eight nine months and I had a really profound powerful experience actually leaving Brighton and going to London and doing that because it really pulled me out of quite a kind of trudgy sludgy place where I had to like fully be in my adult I had to fully rely on just myself and I just had to kind of get I needed something to just put me back in the world a bit. Yeah. You know, I, I'd kind of... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'd kind of left a bit and I needed to be really grounded. I needed to know that someone need, was expecting me to be somewhere. You know, it was it was very regimented and, and I needed it and it was awesome. Mm. I had a really, really, really great time. Met some really, really wonderful people. And it was actually on the train trips back. Like I was on... I did the commute for the first month and that's when I was like, oh my God, imagine if there was a dome on the beach. <laughs> like literally, and it was like that like a like a bit of a lightning bolt you know mm. it sounds a bit like cheesy but it really wasn't super planned or super thought about mm. and then I kind of let go of the idea it was like it came and then like classically I think with these kind of big life-changing ideas yeah. you have them and then they like go away yeah, yeah. but it's like a seed right it yes floats into your mind yeah exactly yeah. that was it it just yeah. really kind of just kind of like pop and I was like okay cool and then carried on doing my job in London mm. And then just started to kind of put those wheels into motion. So reached out to sea lanes and, and it, it just kind of went from there, really. Yeah. And then in April last year, we moved down, me and my partner, to Brighton. Lockdown happened. So we were standing there with this <laughs> dome. And it was really funny, actually, because the, the dome was arriving later than we, like, it was, it was delayed. Mm. And so we were ringing weeks before, like, hi, you know, is, is this dome going to be on time? Is this dome going to be on time? April happened. And then we were ringing them like, so can we get a refund on the dome? <laughs> like, it was so funny. It was like literally absolute <laughs> switch about my partner, Mike, was just going out of his mind. And we were like, no, look, we're going to we're going to do it. Like the dome arrived as, you know, halfway through April. And then we just built it and then it stayed there. Yeah. And then we opened in July. Yeah. yeah. 
I can't tell you how much I want to own a dome. Yeah, like, they're an amazing dome. structure. Yeah. It was so cool to build it. Yeah. So amazing. I think it was built, or I think it was designed, sorry, by a German guy mm. in his like final degree, uh, master's in architecture, sorry. And then it just obviously has been around for a long time and other people have built on this concept. But mm. the way the whole structure just supports itself yeah it, that's what's really cool about it like we put all the things and then you tighten up all the nuts and bolts and it kind of just goes and then it's there yeah. it's and it's so cool right. <laughs> oh my god yeah i mean that's that was a worry yeah yeah really it held how strong across the road from here we've got um rock water oh yeah 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 um, and they had some domes actually didn't yeah, they yeah like the uh, front. Know, like 10 or something small domes mm. and the winds just decimated them one day was, but, oh, yeah, i'm sorry guys but like he didn't think that one through <laughs> apparently what i'm told because I was having quite a breakdown about the wind, obviously. I was like, oh, God, oh, God, I'm worried about everything. But apparently, the way the wind goes and the, the shape of the dome, it's like this this design whereby the wind blows up and then actually pushes it down mm. on the top, which kind of creates, like... Suction. Suction, suction. Yeah, exactly. That's, cool. that's what I've been told. I know. German know. engineering is the shit. They're on it, aren't they? I love it, yeah. Yeah, they are so, so on it. They're tools. Like, so I make jewellery, obviously. Yeah. And, and um, like, my precision is just terrible <laughs> like uh, I, I there's something That's about me in my dna i just i can't like do things You're like this perfectly. is a straight line <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. Or I'd be like, Meh. <laughs> and then like i, I watched like german jewelers and everything is clean and crisp and just like amazing just like, oh if i could like just take some of that and, yeah. and apply it to me i would be probably just more effort <laughs> Um, but yeah yeah everything they do vehicles domes, cameras cameras yeah 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 domes yeah at that i think the it's the engineering side of things isn't it it's just like on point mm. high standards as well yeah even even like after the the war like um nasa just switched, yeah switched all the rocket engineers and uh, like operation paperclip was the only reason that america got to the moon first really like, so it was based off taking german scientists yeah, scientists wow. they were building rockets to fire at like london like you know they're, they're really good at making um things go up um yeah yeah so then they just applied it to like orbit and oh, um, cool yeah and he's yeah the, this guy i can't remember his name he's like head of head of nasa which is lots of people were like quite harsh about it because they're like oh so nasa's like nazis and it's like well not every person that yeah right was a nazi they were just forced to <laughs> yeah absolutely there's yeah. definitely something in that isn't it whereby it's like yeah it's it's a funny one because mm. obviously it's not everybody yeah. at, in that time was was a nazi exactly. you know? yeah, 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 yeah. but and also you know when you're in that fear state and it's you know your life or do this mm-hmm. i wonder yeah you know. for, for sure it's, yeah i think uh, jordan beatson was saying um to be a good person in nazi germany you would have had to like to, to be a morally good person yeah um you would have had to have obviously sheltered jewish people gone against the nazi political party you would have been a lawbreaker seen as a criminal yeah and it makes you like his point was that you should measure your morals like every day like and, and know yourself so like, no matter how the world changes around you you're, you're always true to yourself and, yeah and you may not always be right in the name of yes but as long as you're you know essentially good yeah yeah for sure yeah. yeah yeah and i think as well it's being able to see it through that lens isn't it mm. of what it would have been like perhaps for the individual of that time to be mm. faced with either you know potential like loss of entire family and probably you know be killed themselves mm. or to submit to what's being oppressed by the oppressor and it's 
it's really I think I guess that's kind of empathy isn't it being able to take your lenses off mm. and put on someone else's and see it through that that space and time yeah difficult yeah really I mean, difficult kind of having it now like um like with the whole black lives matter movement yeah it's kind of a lot of people are quoting like abraham lincoln and saying like those that um that refuse to uh like protest i can't remember the exact quote it was along mm-hmm. the lines of those that refuse to protest are like enablers and, and mm-hmm. just as cowardly right um and it's kind of like yeah same thing like you know if you if, if you just did nothing then like is is to me that's like Nazi Germany where like the Jewish neighbors were being dragged away and you know no one stood up for them. yeah and it's kind of like yeah you know if that were to escalate anymore then like I'd be happy to mobilize against government <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, I'm, I'm fine but yeah so I, I know where more encompasses but I know that a lot of people would be very conflicted like, yeah oh, I don't want to risk my job my home and my mortgage yes, like, yes you know, exactly for, you know I don't really know them like yeah but it's not the point it's your yeah. next if once they're gone like yeah yeah, yeah. It, works. it is that moral compass exactly like you're saying it's where I guess everyone's is pointing slight in a slightly different direction. Mm. And it's about, I guess, having appreciation for where people are at in this, in their life, Yeah, you know? And I think I know where mine sits and it's very like human based and based in empathy and love. And, you know, and that's the most important thing I believe. Mm. Um, and then, and then it's also taking that and applying it to people that sometimes perhaps you're like, I just absolutely can't understand why you're letting this happen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a really interesting one. Uh, Bernie Brown speaks a lot actually about vulnerability and empathy. And yeah. she speaks a lot about this idea of um, kind of bad, bad speaking, like speaking badly about people, even if, you know, in your eyes, they're so... I mean, she uses Trump as an example, like she can't understand or, you know, um, what am I trying to say? It's that idea of basically even somebody that you find really difficult to understand, kind of not dehumanizing them by just speaking badly, because that's where all of these things were born from Nazi Germany, Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. All of this was born out of dehumanizing a subsection of human race yeah. so even if it's someone that you know in person in my view is like so oh no mm-hmm. i can't i do try not to do that dehumanizing yeah. thing and try to not condone it and not to you know but just try not to dehumanize yeah. because there is still an individual in there mm-hmm. despite the fact that perhaps everything else is way off yeah you know they could just because <clears throat> we're not our ideas right we, they those can change yeah and, like people are easily led and like it depends on the circumstances like if you took away my food and water for a week and then you started telling me extreme things i'm pretty yeah. sure i'd start eventually to go along with it yeah. to get access to food and water like, yeah yeah brain, yeah brainwashing is a real thing so yeah to you're right like if, as soon as you make them no longer human it makes it easier to get rid of them absolutely um, and that's actually just bringing that back to the homeless documentary i really found that was a such an eye-opener mm. in the sense that you know the minute we just brand a section of site homeless people yeah. you lose all individual you lose this person you yeah. lose this human and i was hanging out with the most beautiful souls that i've probably ever met in my life you know mm. that i had more in common with than probably 
you know, a lot of my work colleagues in a sense, because these were people that in my eyes were living on the fringes of society because perhaps they weren't able to conform and they were being very true to themselves by yeah. saying, like, I actually can't come into this weird infrastructure thing yeah, because yeah. I've got this whole thing going on in here and it's it doesn't support me, like the system doesn't support me. And I mm. felt myself, yeah, just in awe of these people actually by the end of it, these women and, and men that we met and... Yeah, it really, that was a big learning curve for that. Like, you know, it's not a homeless person. It's Charlotte, you yeah. know, or it's blah, or it's blah. It's not just, yeah. oh, this homeless woman on the street. Yeah, yeah, exactly, a genre. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that was, yeah, that was a really key moment for me mm. when I kind of thought, yeah, we can't, can't just lump everything together. And, and then it does become very easy to just walk past people. Yeah. And, you know, and not kind of, even say hello, yeah. smile, eye, eye contact, you know. Yeah. Or just make assumptions. Make <laughs> assumptions, yeah, exactly. I see that a lot on social media. Like my mm. favourite musician, uh, Trevor Hall. Yeah. I don't know. Oh, no. I mean, he's very, like, um, I heard him through a lot of, like, yoga mm. people. Um, he's prominent in that kind of, like, they sort of adopted him. And um, uh, he's very loved, but he also gets, uh, like, quite a lot of hatred when... Um, anything costs money like, right so he did a talk last night uh where he, he basically like did this uh, very expensive like virtual sort of like day in the life mm -hmm. um and then he got like slated for it <clears throat> and then he was just like he will assume this is all for me like person it's like personal wealth but he was just like actually like uh giving all this money to like the indian like um uh, so people that sort of helped him produce his his training and, and nice. his musician yeah. work and everything uh, like the sort of families are there. Um, I can't remember the other. It was like three or four charities uh, that he was like, this was all for. Like, yeah. And, and like to repay the, so he's very spiritual. And I think he spent a lot of time around like Buddhist monks and things. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, he was like to repay those people and to contribute to the monasteries. And I was just like, yeah, like assumptions are like. Oh, they're dangerous, aren't they? Yeah. And I receive it a lot, unfortunately. And I, that's kind of what my post yesterday was about where I, um, because I'm quite feminine and calm man yeah. but like i look like a man i yeah. guess like people assume i should be like a bit of a, like a lad like sure. what my yogish <laughs> fucking be like, <laughs> like it's just not me like you know i'd rather talk about like the cosmos and, yeah and um i can be like you know when i need to be i can be like uh, if particularly if I'm doing building work, I just sure I yeah no I so know what you mean. I'm yeah. having that. At the, <laughs> it's so interesting you say that because I bought like some work trousers and a work hat, and I feel like I'm embodying yeah like what you're saying. You like, like get on site, <laughs> right? Let's go. You start like dropping like syllables and things. Yeah. <laughs> well, mate, yeah, give us a cup of tea. Mate, yeah. Oh my god, it's so yeah. funny, isn't it? But that, I think that's like energy creates. That. Yeah, and, yeah. Like so, a low energy of like an academic or a philosopher creates who I am like mm -hmm. because I'm I don't need to be loud because I'm talking about stuff like uh so yeah I feel that like everyone can be that you know or any part if they do but not other people will really go outside of their usual self um so yeah when I when I first meet people and I'm, I'm overly polite kind friendly particularly to females unfortunately because anytime I talk to them it's assumed that I'm like flirting and it's sure like, yeah, oh, yeah and then my boyfriends don't like me and um, yeah. it's very alienating <laughs> or if i you know from too funny to a guy you know they assume sure, that because yeah, like, yeah, yeah. i live in brighton it's like a gay capital yeah like suddenly i'm hitting on them too so yeah it it's it comes across quite harsh um because overall i'm just looking for like connection yeah. and and 
to talk to people which yeah is why i started a podcast and this has made it easier because you know as we are all busy all the time like were the chances that i would get to stop and, and hear totally. your opinions probably very slim in the world like, yeah yeah uh, so, so yeah i think i found my place but um i lost my point <laughs> i think it was about assumptions that was it. So, yeah it was we so were assume, talking about assumptions you made anything about it and I, I did security work um did you about four or five years ago that's so interesting and i had the same epiphany with you with the homeless because right. i would have to deal with them um, yeah you know and i would be in a team of four that ran around brighton and yeah uh, I remember this defining point where my coworker caught up with a guy who had stolen some food right, and he yeah. was like ready oh. to take the food off of him. And I was like, I know we're meant to That's stop, not... but I was like, yeah. like he needs to eat. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. uh, I was just like, like I, I can't afford to feed you because my salary is shit, but like sure. I can turn a blind eye. Here. Yes. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like what, what can I do in this situation? Yeah. I think it's kind of looking at those where can i yeah help but then from like the point of view of like the supermarket that he stole from yeah. they're kind of like well we want our stock and then i kind of it's just so sort of, you have to do this quick equation like okay like sainsbury's can cope with one less pack of biscuits yes <laughs> like, this guy needs food today yeah. like, it's kinda, my job is kind of like essential like if i lose it but will this guy yeah just like very quick like yeah so know what you mean it's that quick thinking versus slow thinking isn't it and when you're in yeah. those heat the moment situations where you're standing there faced with the fact that this guy is he's going to potentially have his food taken off him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, your brain is going like, yeah. like through all the scenarios really quickly. Yeah. Like, it's quite amazing. And yeah, and gra like, gratefully, you know, my moral compass is on point. I, I let him eat the food Good. And, and, and go. But my, yeah, my coworker, I guess a less reflective person was just mm -hmm. like, nah, he's fucking dickhead, mate. And like, yeah. he's not. Like, he's just had really bad luck. Like, like, you yeah. could be there too one day. And... Oh, absolutely. Me and George used to say this all the time. I mean, and I say this all the time to my partner now is that like I really feel like all of us are only a few steps away yeah. from you know be, like falling out of the system yeah. like it doesn't take much no. it really doesn't and it's a few perhaps um difficult situations that maybe aren't managed in a supportive way that starts this kind of tumble and I don't know I know yeah it's it's i think we all think oh that would never happen to me oh, i'd never get into that state but it's yeah yes. we're very near it all the time i think we're all just balancing on this tightrope of you know mm. oh, i don't even want to use the word normal that's why i'm doing this <laughs> very heavily because that's not a word i want to use but i can't think of the correct word mm. that would fit right in this moment but yeah it definitely feels like a balancing act yeah i think there's a saying um three meals from anarchy yeah yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> literally the system is interrupted especially right now oh god yeah <laughs> when this first happened i was like well this is it <laughs> like, i was like here we go i've got to choose my tribe carefully here yeah there's some people that wouldn't pull their weight <laughs> yeah yeah literally <laughs> um. <laughs> who's in the boat <laughs> yeah okay so i i interrupted very briefly so you you were in London. You oh, were yes. Creating seedlings of lunar waves. And yeah. You, you got your dome uh, and then coronavirus. Yes. So received the dome, had all the teachers in place, actually. So I'd been kind of working on it alongside working in London, kind of, I guess, from the beginning of that year. So that would have been last January. Mm -hmm. And I like, was reaching out to lots of people. And it was amazing because I seemed to put out this idea of, you know, we're opening a geodesic dome on the beach overlooking the sea little wood burner inside da, 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 like set the scene and it just all the people that 
came to me with the right people do you know what I mean I just yeah. got such an influx and it was really amazing and then like started meeting all the yoga teachers and kind of building the squad and like the Luna Wave fam and then yeah started building it and then opened in July and it was really interesting and I get this a lot with things that I make or do like I can get really like zoomed in on the minute I'm sure you can relate being like doing what you do whereby you know you stop seeing like the piece as a whole piece and you just get infatuated by this like one little thing and if it's not perfect then the whole thing is a write-off yeah, like, you know oh yeah exactly <laughs> throw it away get another dome <laughs> like, get a German in here <laughs> engineer (laughs) Um, (laughs) so yeah I was getting really in that space which I can get into really quickly this perfectionism that just like drives me crazy and working on it constantly Um, so what's the point I'm trying to make so that was happening and then when actually the teachers started working in there we all started filling the space with our energy and the students it's mad how like nothing all of that stuff just floats away and you realise that this isn't really anything Mm. without the students and the teachers breathing life into it and so we kind of finished the the build and you know you step back and you're like oh wow yeah we've done a really good job but there was still this piece that was kind of missing and I was a bit like oh god is that because I've done the wrong thing you know I really battled over this decision I maybe haven't touched on that enough it wasn't just a kind of like okay gonna leave London now goodbye it was like back and forth for about five or six months of making pros and cons lists of you know chewing Mike's ear off and him just getting to the point where he's like Laura just make a decision <laughs> what do you want to fucking Flip do coin. yeah let's do this yeah. so not that he put pressure on me but he was certainly getting a bit like you know come on am I investing my time here in London or are we going back like what's going on so and that was helpful like I need that kind of energy sometimes mm. because I have this indecision indecision where that actually I think is a bit of a mind trap that will keep me from making a step forward mm. so I think I, I get myself in these places where I'll just stay rocking between these two ideas because it's a almost like a sabotage to actually then I don't have to step anywhere yeah, I can yeah, just yeah. be like oh I don't know I don't know anyway so yeah I just wanted to make that point that it was you know it was like a, a slower process. a slower process than how I'm explaining it yeah. um but then yeah no we all arrived and the energy started to just infuse into the project and it makes me sad at the moment when I go down to Luna Wave because we had such a beautiful summer mm-hmm. you know and it was so vibey and just such a lot of good positive energy and good things happening in the space mm-hmm. amazing students like such a kind of loyal f- um, family I guess is the word that I'd want to use and and at the moment when I go down there and like check on it and stuff I just I'm I feel how I felt after it was all finished where it's just like it's all finished and it's all there and it's all lovely but there's just a big piece missing yeah. it just isn't anything without having the community around it yeah and that's that was quite an interesting thing yeah. in terms of challenging that perfectionism you're like like look I finished it's like <laughs> yeah. cool it's no. not really anything yeah 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 I, yeah, I understand that mm. Brighton without its people what would it be exactly It'd be another London but it, with the sea exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I am looking forward to us, you know, getting back and filling yeah. the lovely dome with... I cannot wait for the world to reopen. I know, I really hear you, I really hear you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it will happen in some form. Yeah, and just do yoga again. Like, I, yeah. 
I got into hot yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, it's near the co-op on Western Road. Is um, it the one? Is it Yoga in the Lanes? Perhaps. No, it's, oh, not that uh, one. I can't remember the name of it. It's like behind a bar. Hmm. Hmm. It'll come to me. Um, oh, I know what you're talking about. Is it Yoga Haven? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yes. 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 Pablo, I think teaches. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Oh, Pablo, big, big love. Yeah. 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 So I really miss him because he, like, my first sort of. Um, yeah, he's great. Instant sort of uh, introduction to yoga was as like, just as like a female only kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, oh, this, this looks cool. Like, it'd be cool to do it. And yeah. I want my like, you know, dickhead mates to like rip me for it though. Yeah, and yeah, as for I got, sure. Like more mature and older, and sort of into my late twenties, I was just like, oh, sexism's quite like a shitty thing. So I'm sure. gonna do it. Yeah, 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 <laughs> and, uh, for sure. And then I met like my my ex partner who. Um, she she's like yoga crazy and um which mm. teaches it and she had a school in costa rica and oh, beautiful i was exposed to like how wonderful the community is yeah and like what came with it because because i'm quite prominent on instagram so i was trying to sell my jewelry and make a living yeah. online because i didn't want to be you know in a shop or under someone or some yeah. like rich douchebag that just wants 50 percent of the profit yeah um i was selling jewelry so all these yoga students and teachers sort of flooded to my instagram with association nice. and they supported me for like a while and yeah and they were so kind and like they became my new sort of demographic and i, I felt really comfortable to be like more feminine nice and, and just yeah and then i started doing yoga and i was just like oh this is amazing like yeah i feel good like i, feel, yeah. I come out feeling high particularly hot yoga <laughs> yeah. i feel like there's something really powerful about putting your uh, putting your body in a sen- in a space that's so radically different to just like mm. you know in a room yes. like it's got that really amazing effect of like I, I haven't personally practiced it but when I've heard people talk about it they mm. speak about this like re- this rebirth <laughs> every time you come out it's just like yeah <laughs> you know yeah. yeah exactly yeah I don't know maybe it's just the endorphin rush after but yeah like leaving in, in the winter like you've been oh like, so I bet that's yeah. so nice if you like steam you go out yeah the wind is cold and it's just like i feel good yeah yeah sauna vibes yeah yeah and and, and like pablo being like this um sort of like older version of what i hope to be yeah it's calm like soul like uh, just nice to know considered yeah oh it's amazing like his classes are so powerful where like it's it's just that can exactly the word considered i think sums him up as like I find just everything he says really just goes straight to here. Mm. You're like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it's really quite powerful. And I think like you say, it's just like the practice, the discipline. It's It doesn't feel like it's yoga to entertain. Mm. I feel like, and I, I think I can fall into that category even sometimes where, where I, what do I mean by that? I mean that I sometimes, let me, let me get my thoughts because I don't want to offend. But what I mean is like, sometimes I can be very conscious about okay well, are my students enjoying this mm. is this um what they expected from me mm. I can get a little bit in their heads rather than coming from a, a place of just I'm teaching this information yeah. whereas I what I find when I'm practicing with Pablo is that it's coming from a place of like I'm not trying I'm not here to entertain you mm. this isn't I'm not here for this to be easy yeah. I'm not here for this to be comfortable mm. you know I'm here to teach 
a practice that pulls on discipline that pulls on presence you know and I really found find that inspiring like yeah. I really aspire to like good got bad got exactly bring that into my <laughs> teaching because I definitely find myself sometimes more online actually because there's that disconnect anyway yeah where I'm like kind of overly conscious of is everybody okay and i think maybe that the online thing doesn't help because you've got this barrier between you all and so you know when i'm in studio with people i can be really with them whereas the online thing is you know Mm. it's a great it's great that we have it as an option Mm. obviously and we can still come together and gather and connect but it's just that it's not the same yeah you know it's the human attention span on yeah. The internet is hard. It's so really hard, my yeah. It's like 14 seconds. So, is it? Yeah. No way. I, I even look at my um my stats and my my videos for my creation projects yeah. and it's like, I don't know, like 1% will watch it through. The rest wow. is the average view time is 14 seconds. We're just churning minute. through stuff, aren't we, all the time? Yeah, there's Our so minds. much out there. And yeah, I, I try not to take it like personally. But yeah, for sure. You, I feel that people do just, um, what's the word? Like they just fall into this like echo chamber of like mm-hmm. what they like and they never really go out of that so i force myself to watch things that i if i think oh i'm not gonna enjoy that or like i don't like that person sure like as soon as i catch them at that thought i'm like no you're a dickhead why don't you're you like them like, yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with that person yeah. watch it and then i'll watch it and i'll be like blown away like i was so fucking wrong uh so yeah any biases that I have to people i watch that stuff over something that for instance i know i like like sure. a movie or you know some um and I'm just very aware that people don't, a lot of people don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no, that's sense. really interesting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I really like that as yeah. a concept. So if you're still listening to us, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you are thank you guys. a higher thinking person. <laughs> <laughs> you are the one. Yeah. We love you. <laughs> Good practice. For sure. Okay. So from yoga to acrobatics. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Shit. That I mean, was a vibe. Your videos were cool yeah. as hell. Like, just being thrown around. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so when did that all start? That all kicked off like uh, many years ago now, maybe like five, six years ago. I was living in Brighton, working in telly. So let's say this was pre-London, pre-Lunar Wave. So early 20s. Um, And I had danced a lot when I was younger and like musical theatre, kid, all of that jazz. And I'd left it after college. I just had a big break. I went to uni and did photography. So I had a bit of a like kind of u-turn in you do so many things i do so I many things oh my god yeah and that has i really yeah anyway i will get on to that um so what was i saying um so i was thinking right i need i want to find something that brings movement back into my life because i was like sitting down doing a lot of production work i was wasn't really moving i was using a lot of my like mind energy but i kind of felt like at points i was just ahead i was like you know what's going on with the body because it's yeah. yeah i kind of wasn't really practicing yoga at this point i was just a bit like nine to five sat at a desk not feeling not feeling vibey in the body (laughs) (laughs) so i searched out and found this thing called acro yoga which is like a combination of so it's it's sold as a yoga practice Mm -hmm. um which i think probably was my entry into yoga actually because i had kind of dabbled in it a little bit when i was younger younger like my auntie had always done it so i was like maybe 15 doing like a home video kind of vibe following along but I really wasn't like practicing yoga regularly mm. and so this was like a really good gateway because it was really dynamic so it's all the kind of like more dynamic aspects of yoga that I really love and it was partner work so mm. it was all about 
you have a base, you have a, a flyer, and it's about what the two bodies working together. Right yeah, so it was really awesome, actually. When I found it, I was like, oh, this is great, you know. And Do you have to stick with that partner? Well, this is, a, this is a kind of interesting bit. So there, you definitely build up like a calibration if you're training more regularly with one person, for mm. sure. Like things become a bit more fluid, movements and um, postures are a bit more easily found because you're not having to kind of recalibrate with someone every time and I like went into it hard I was like right, I'm sold like I'll do this every day I'm quite an addictive person have a really addictive personality so if I find something I like mm-hmm. I'm like let's do this yeah. and also really like to train super hard so I I think yeah I went into it all guns blazing Amazing. and found a really good community in Brighton actually there's a really awesome kind of team of people that were all practicing as well so I kind of was really like met some people that have been doing it for a lot longer than me and they kind of really brought me up through the kind of really nurtured me and then yeah and then was just training regularly with a couple of people which was awesome and then started kind of progressing to standing tricks um which kind of then takes it out of the yoga realm in my opinion it then becomes acrobatics (laughs) I mean you can't I don't I don't think or maybe there is a more yogic side to it, but I definitely was going into more of the acrobatics. Yeah, like, I wanted to be thrown in the air, do like a twirl and be caught, you know, on my toe. Um, one facet of yours is like, a, oh, I'm like a, the warrior. And then the other side is like, throw me around. Absolutely. Yeah. This is really interesting, actually, that you point out that duality because I totally have that. And mm. it works in extremes. I'm either like extremely worried or I'm extremely reckless. Yeah. And there's, I go from one to the other and there's not much, uh, there's not much, I'm practicing trying to hold both mm. parts in one space so mm-hmm. that I don't have to go into the extreme worry or the like fuck reckless, <laughs> fuck it, just, you know, I want to break my arm, you know. Um, but it's funny because any body related sport, I feel like is where this reckless person comes out and I'm going to actually change the word reckless. It isn't reckless. It's like uber confident, mm. you know, it's maybe like, um, it's having a lot of maybe from that dance background but having a lot of confidence in the body and being like yeah I can do that yeah it's that can do attitude whereas yeah anyway so it progressed into this acrobatic kind of world and then the video side of things I just started kind of fusing the fact that I guess I'm visual Mm. and see and think in that way and so all these beautiful kind of sequences and postures that you can make with these two bodies I was just sold I was like all right let's make some videos you know like here we go and met a really awesome uh, teacher called Lauren who I've made the two videos with Mm. Um, and she yeah me and her trained together for quite a long time which was awesome and yeah I just love it at the moment it's annoying because of the contact yeah, aspects of it so it's yeah, yeah it's, it's a little bit slim at the moment but yeah. I really can't wait to get back to it because I really I miss that feeling of uh of having ultimate presence because what I've no I think actually I've had a light bulb I think there's something about the body thing hmm. um is that when and the the recklessness of it I don't know if it is actually recklessness I think what it is is that I'm that's the time that I'm purely in the actual moment because I'm standing there my hands are in someone else's hands they're gonna make a movement that's gonna put me into a handstand and my mind can't be anywhere else like Mm. it absolutely has to be all there yeah which I think is probably the attraction to it you know probably very relaxing for your brain it is because it's all just giving it to the body and you're like so zoomed in on your micro movements for example like you know you're making your handstand line 
And all I'm really thinking about in that time is like, what are my hips doing? What are my shoulders doing? I'm not thinking like, oh, you know, I'm kind of worried about what I said the other day, like three days ago to that person. You know, it's just, yeah, literally, yeah. Like, are my cats all right? Is Mike all right? Does everybody hate me? You know, all the kind of, do I have any friends? All of that shit that just like is on, seems to be on a loop um, is, is gone. And I think that's the, that's the draw. And you're forced into it because gravity. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LA literally. No choice. There. There's no choice. Mm. Same with handstanding just on my, on on the floor. I mean, that's a, another kind of obsession and I think yeah. again that comes from just being able to find the stillness, mm. the ultimate <sighs> peace. I think so I've, I've transitioned from like a very I would call regular working class world mm-hmm. to this sort of like being around entrepreneurs and mm. like athletes. Mm. And sort of dipping into that world, I've had my eyes opened. So I've the point of this podcast really is to try and translate the two worlds and be like this middleman. This is my fire alarm tester. <laughs> um, We're all good. <laughs> oh, <that's my> <laughs> um, and so I remember there being a point when I watched me do a handstand, and I would be like, "Ah, it's easy. Oh, yeah. You probably do that. I did it as a kid once. Yeah, and yeah, that's yeah. My memory. It was easy then. Yeah. And then I tried to do it as an adult, and I was like. Oh it God. is a science like, yeah, yeah yeah and then like i go into the process of being able to just do like a very basic one like just reconnecting with my body and yes. feeling different muscles in my belly that i just yeah. forgotten i had and like my hips realizing i was essentially like pushing my butt out all the time yeah I'm sitting in a chair doing jewelry work so yeah yeah for sure pushing yeah. my hips out again like just brought back and and then you know you learn about chakras and things and like you, you know your everything just realigns like mm-hmm. your, your body works again and you feel like different um, and I just wanted to like convey that to people that are kind of like on the fence, like I used to be kind of like, oh, that, that world to me looks beautiful, but like, it's just not me. I'm not sure. part of that. Or yeah, like, my yeah. friends are with me or like, like I just, just take the fucking leap. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, absolutely. So, yeah. Like, yeah, connect, yeah. Connect to the body, to the people, yeah. like being able to hug people. Like I have housemates now. Um, and you know, at first we weren't like touching yeah and, and or you know we just like have brief conversations but then like we like had a ceremony if you know what that means yeah <laughs> and um and and hug and like tell each other everything yeah. and it's just like that kind of connection like it's so tribal probably closer than my family like, sure it's, yeah 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 it's very odd to think that england is kind of like that because you think of a traditional stereotype of an english family yeah it's, it's not like, close hello mother yeah <laughs> yeah absolutely oh, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. love anymore yeah so. I definitely feel there's something in um, when you're removed or when you kind of leave your family unit and you put yourself in like a new space, the bonds that you create with those people definitely feel like, what am I trying to say? I'm trying I'm trying to relate it to when I moved away to uni and went, lived in Cornwall when it was the first time I'd like left the family unit. And being so far away meant that the people that were around me in Cornwall were like, family you know mm. we just went home and i feel like i think that's really really special and mm. really awesome when you find these pods and these connections and you start building a new version of a family it's not to discount this one yeah. it's just that it's definitely a different kind of way of relating isn't it and it, sure. yeah. and it doesn't come with all the kind of um preconceived ideas of what you know, oh, you're the you're the quiet one. You're the sensitive one. You're the this one. You're mm. the that one. You're just kind of able to show up as who you are now yeah. and be taken at that level. Yeah. And I think that's what's really magical about kind of building those new 
bonds those new like family yeah. vibes and continuing to make new ones yeah absolutely this sort of pre-concepts so i went i recently went through it like a dude divorce but it was, it was like the right thing because yeah. we had sort of outgrown each oh. other i guess but um i i, I was okay with it because I, I kind of had already processed that like if you stay friends with someone for years like yeah. you change yeah or they change or yeah. you both change hopefully but if it's just you then it's like resented mm-hmm. and and then you don't feel comfortable to be the new you yeah and then, so then you're living in two realities and it's very yeah odd. oh my god i said yeah you have like an impasse mm. yeah like you're not being congruent and so it doesn't feel good yeah and yeah. then when every time you try to push that boundary it sort of starts an argument upset so yeah. you know so yeah it, essentially that was the, like the breaking point um but i so his family can't really escape that uh, so they have to acknowledge uh, mine has been really sort of okay with you know i didn't get any like shit for it like yeah. if i was, you know if i did anything like sensitive i used to get like sort of a bit you know like mocked for it yeah um, but i think now they just know that i'm this uh it's kind of like dude like hippie They're just, yeah. like, I hippie. yeah and <laughs> like to, and it's almost there's something really beautiful about that acceptance mm. when you start to see i think there's a transition that happens between like caregiver and child um at whatever age that is like let's talk about the age now that i am for example my parents i feel like there's something really beautiful about when they start to see you mm. as an adult and as you now and you also start to see them as not just mum and dad yeah, yeah. and i think that is the that's the piece yeah. that's where you're like oh, okay we're actually starting to relate now mm. on like a i can see you as as people and yeah. not just as like fixers yeah. that are gonna save me the whole time because that was definitely my thing um and that's i'm really excited about kind of transitioning into that space and I actually feel like our bond has got so much stronger yeah than before you know quality yeah <laughs> it's all about the equality for sure um so i guess that's probably what attracts like people people like us that kind of i suppose be in, in a stage of growth i guess because yeah. that wasn't always and I, hopefully i will be from now on but no, I uh, yeah i hear that come and go but um yeah i suppose that makes you want to do stuff to meet new people right is that like yeah. driving for which is one of my questions actually like what is like your drive like? yeah that's a really good question definitely i actually this is really interesting so recently i was set an exercise by sharon the lady i work with and she was advise she advised me to write down like all my values which mm. was a really interesting process because you know I think that word is thrown about a bit like what are your values you know, I value mm. this whatever but you know we really broke it down to kind of the the bare bones of like value equals what's important to me and like the to me piece is like the really important part so I started off with this list of like oh, I don't know basically re- I realized that all the things I was writing down actually weren't necessarily important to me they were important to perhaps like an older version of myself or a version that wanted to impress that friend or impress that parent or you know be accepted by that group of people etc cetera, etc cetera. and so I've been working through this like for a couple of weeks just kind of being like actually no that isn't that's an old thing that's yeah. not important to me now so I'd say something that ties in with what you've just asked about and especially about the drive like the driving thing is challenge I think Mm. that's like a really big one and putting myself in situations that aren't just sticking in the comfort zone and I also think that you know meeting new people I can't I find the like yeah as soon as I feel like I'm just stationary Mm. I start just getting a bit like oh god you know I'm not I'm not either growing I'm not learning 
I think learning is a really big one. Actually, that's a big part of my drive is like, what am I learning right now? Mm. Which is all my things I <laughs> bloody do. I've always got something that I'm learning, like, yeah. you know. Yeah, so I think learning is definitely a big one. Challenge. I think they're probably like the big two, two. learning and challenge. Yeah. Pretty good. Pretty and bad. I think if I'm not doing those and I start to feel a bit like, yeah, yeah. And then you're not growing, right? Yeah. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you just melt. There's, I can't remember the guy that talks about this. I wish I could remember his name, but he talks about the three states of energy and he talks about stagnating energy, circulating energy. And no, actually, no, maybe it's just two. Maybe it's circulating and stagnant and, you know obviously and that is kind of quite self-explanatory you're either kind of in a place of stillness mm. which actually let's not use that word because stillness doesn't mean that you're not circulating your energy but you're in a place of like say you're dormant like you're not lit by anything there's not this yeah. kind of activation or you're in a place where you're circulating your energy and that for me that's circulating energy mm. where you like bump into new people and new things and <laughs> it just keeps going and going and going like that's the that's, that's the drive yeah. yeah 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 for sure I think you've pretty much hit the nail on the head about how I can't seem to fit into uh, like the job roles I've tried to. Mm, like, I can understand that. Because uh, I, I, for my youth, I was talking to my mum about this the other day, um, saying about how like at one point I was just sort of led, and then like mm. I had this sort of awakening, and I was just like, oh, like if you don't choose what to do, people choose for you, yeah. and it's shit. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I ended up doing security, working on a building site, working in retail, working in, yeah. like, who knows God, like, done so many different mm -hmm. jobs, and I've left them all because of, like, you know, multiple reasons, but uh, one of the, the main things is just, like, being dormant, like, just, yeah, yeah and, like, yeah. knowing that there's, like, a cap. <laughs> the last yeah. actual job I had was at um, TK Maxx. <laughs> doing, really? Like, loss prevention. And I remember the like security man and area manager. He was just like, he was a big Scottish guy. He was just like, Alex, if you get your head down and you work here for about five, for five years, you'll get a promotion. You could be doing the job that I'm doing. You're <laughs> like, I fuck, like, I don't want to do that. Five years. <laughs> no, no, thank you. That was a great accent, by the way. Thank you, yeah. Nailed that. <laughs> Nailed that. Loved it's, it. Uh, it's a small subset of uh, followers that have a fan. Uh, for diehard fan for my Scottish yeah show. that's good so my, that's my good. ancestral heritage is Scottish but I didn't get the cool accent so like uh, I think there's another thing I, which I wanted to ask you about like yeah. um, identifying to like a, a place so I I find like patriotism nationalism like like whatever like pride of where you originate as like a limiting factor to people yes like because and I'm thankful that I come from like a broken home where I didn't have like oh you're from scotland sure. and your ancestors did this so, you're so you need to stay here and yeah. carry on the lineage yeah and, you know and if you don't do it out of the way you're a piece of shape you know so i just do the rest of the podcast isn't it? yeah done i'll embarrass myself fuck up and go like canadian or, um but then I, I look at other people like um, they do the same thing. Like you know, uh, it's not the Italian way, it's not the Polish way, it's not the yeah. French way. And I'm kind of like, huh? I, because I don't have that sort of uh, sort of conditioning. Yeah. I, I've been really open. I don't really feel like I. I feel like part of Earth. Yeah. More than than a certain 
sect of it which yes. makes me a bit weird to people because you know <laughs> you know things like borders matter sure apparently <laughs> yeah like, oh, i'd love to like you know at one point I, I wanted to kayak to france and oh, I, I, reading up on because i was just gonna do it and people were like you should probably look oh what up. because of water space and stuff like that yeah yeah and they were like you can't do that because the boats will physically stop you and t- take you back and i was no. like why, why like surely if i take a passport like no to go through like they have to know you're in the country and i was like that's weird that's really <laughs> weird because yeah. i would totally be of the mindset like you're saying where you could just get a boat and cross the channel yeah like fuck it if yeah I, like if i get there i deserve to be there yeah if i make it then it <laughs> yeah. i'm better be here yeah that's how humans have migrated since ever yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah for sure alien, but it is at the moment yes um, it is at the moment for sure it's definitely amplified yeah I'm like secretly al-qaeda or something yes <laughs> yeah exactly um but yeah i i wonder do you do you relate to a certain place because you've been to Cornwall you've worked in London yeah do you know what I'm such a vagabond I think Mm. at heart like I just always want to be on the move I don't have this mindset of like I want to settle anywhere Mm. really I I like to stay in certain places for a certain amount of time and then I, I just want to like change everything and again that's that polarity I'm talking about whereby mm. I, I yearn for some kind of security mm. but at the end at, but also in the very same breath I want to get a sledgehammer and smash through it you know and so like and I notice that in myself a lot where things get too okay mm. or too kind of oh I'm feeling a bit settled yeah. and then I just want to be like and and move yeah and go and and get out and i think it's interesting because even from a kid like my idea of absolute heaven would have been like living in a caravan (laughs) like being able to go wherever i wanted to go um and at the moment i'm definitely experiencing a bit of a feeling of restriction with the obvious um and this kind of threatenings of travel being restricted because of x y and z and that's certainly having an impact on me because i know that i'm a na- i feel yeah like a butterfly i just want to go anywhere and i don't want to just be like i wouldn't be happy with just being in brighton yeah. Yeah. and just staying here and settling here i want to go and have those experiences of living somewhere else and living here and living there and yeah i definitely am uh traveler <laughs> energy the creator yeah exactly and actually it's interesting i got some cats in lockdown which oh, i adore yeah. they are my world but they i sometimes get that moment of like oh, fuck like i can't just kind of get up and go without really kind of thinking okay so what's where are these uh, like how does this impact these little beings and that you know because obviously i have all intention of like moving out of england well not obviously i do have a big intention to move out of england in the next couple of years and i'm thinking right so how do these little fur babies come along for the ride and you know and how where do we have to go so they would be okay but that was a bit of a a a confusing place because I love them so much like unconditionally like they are literally the best thing I've ever had in my life I really mean that but also they're a source of stability and grounding and same and staying in one place and would it maybe appear to be quite a settling Mm. thing to do but I also think maybe that's a bit of conditioning because you know ultimately you can move anything at any point anywhere so I think that's my conditioning kind of script of like with like physical human children exactly <laughs> like, like, exactly we're going to america like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah new yeah. york <laughs> new york baby <laughs> get on this boat we might get there who knows yeah <laughs> and i have to really remind myself just because you've got cats laura doesn't mean you can't leave yeah you know oh yeah for sure put them in the van yeah off we go that's also like one of my goals it's like 
feels like an empire so that like because at one point like i was like a responsible asset to someone that was doing what i want to do you know someone that was like in a creative space yeah um and you know i I was left like to look after places or uh you know do things while that person was away okay yeah yeah yeah, i just want to be in a stage where like have like a base that operates doing a thing and then i can go provide like go that's into a... exactly it i'm yeah. so on your vibe huh. yeah 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 a hundred percent and i think actually i feel that what's quite exciting about the lunar projects is i'm mm. almost feeling like i'm getting into a space where i'm able to start kind of creating that lifestyle because i think it's a lifestyle or a, yeah a lifestyle choice in a way where where you can set things up that can ultimately start to run without you being at the center of them which is definitely the goal for me Mm. with the projects that me and mike are setting up it's and and that frees you up to then perhaps go and take your energy elsewhere and serve and also have some sense of stability and some base yeah i think the idea of yeah of a base and then going and coming and going and coming is definitely where it's at we're in the path of becoming overwhelmed ceos <laughs> yeah <laughs> like, ah, so many businesses yeah like oh my god i get it all <laughs> no two's enough two's enough and two cats yeah <laughs> and i see them more as like um it's funny the word business i think it can feel a bit dirty sometimes yeah you know and it's not at all but to me i think i've always had a bit of a like oh no i'm not a business person i'm oh. creative you yeah. know i'm an artist <laughs> so like so the fusing the two together has been a bit confusing for me and actually mm. i think like um i like to see them more as projects i always use the word project because i'm like it's a project it's like you know you set it up and then you you get a tribe and you get people together and and then it starts to kind of flourish and grow and build from there yeah and to provide like a like a job is a wonderful thing yeah because like not everyone is in a position like or has the resources to create like a place or you know or you know so to like be given a job and then one that's like so creative and like unique is is awesome so i think that's like a really honorable thing to create a place create jobs and then go on and can and like yeah just have that as a purpose it's, yes it's yeah so, thank yeah, you well thanks mate that's really kind i <laughs> think no no not at all no i didn't take it like that at all yeah, yeah. um no it, it means a lot because i think i often don't come up for air to breathe yeah. and kind of perhaps do the congratulating piece that we mentioned yeah and and kind of say like oh well done Laura you know like I think I'm I'm reluctant to do that I'm often very hard on myself and you know always looking at where perhaps it's not doing as well as it could be or maybe I'm not being as good as I am and am I making sure the teachers are okay and am I making sure I mean I can just really come down on myself like a fucking ton of shit (laughs) and you know it's not it's not actually it's not helpful no. And that's again that I keep talking about Sharon, but she is actually like a wonder woman. I've worked with her for bloody years. I super super therapist. I feel like oh, I don't know where I'd be without her. And she often reminds me like just come up for a moment and just take a bit of stock yeah. of where you're at and just a little bit of congratulations. Yeah. And then you can go back to it if you want to. Yeah, you can yeah, like yeah. get back on that whip. <laughs> and, I'm a piece of shit. Yeah, I'm a no 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 but can we just try and just come up for air? And I like that visualization, this idea of coming up for air, just observing the pond and then going back down. You know. <laughs> I think it keeps us humble though. Yeah. Because I I just this part of me just refuses to acknowledge any accomplishment. Yeah. Like sometimes if 
you know, when Facebook was a thing, I yeah, there, so I just haven't been a part of it. Sure, I would, I would look back on like timeline. I would be like, "Who's a memory?" And I'd be like, "Oh wow, yeah, yeah, shit, I've done loads." Yeah, of totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can really understand what you're saying. I yeah. don't go on Facebook much, but when I do, and those memories pop up, that's when I notice that thing. I'm yeah. like, "Oh damn, I did that." Yeah, yeah. So, and now I'm in this place, and that was like three <laughs> years ago. Like, yeah, they're quite. Maybe that's one of the one of the positive things about Facebook. There are there are a couple yeah. of positive things, but everything else is negative. Also, also <laughs> makes me feel a bit sick. Yeah, yeah I say posting. <laughs> oh i yeah no i know yeah it's the future it is the future that's all scary uh maybe i don't know there might be revolution yeah no totally have you read the have you read the book the circle no oh wow okay so they made a shitty film about emma watson and tom hanks terrible film the book i think it's dave eggers is the author next bloody level i read it about four years ago and it just like blew my mind apart okay. now we're pretty much at the point that i would say they're probably were talking about in the book when he when he uh, wrote it okay. so we're kind of at this point with technology okay not quite as extreme but we're kind of certainly getting there with the kind of ability to focus the advertising on very specific mm-hmm. kind of people and blah 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 blah, blah. But yeah, it's I'd recommend it. It's a good read. Hell yeah! Okay, we'll put that on the list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the film's shit. The, sh- the film's shit, but yeah, it didn't really take me. Nah. But it did bring up some points about like the concepts, really interesting. Yeah, and the fake virtue signaling, and, and yeah, because uh, that that's what I really struggle with with social media is that, and I, I try to be authentic on here, like whether yeah. I'm now on YouTube, but I've mostly just existed on Instagram. And uh, at first, I was kind of like like saying earlier with like the assumptions like mm-hmm. you know, when i started talking about like depression and suicide people were either like i know exactly how you feel thank you for saying that yeah. loud or they were like perhaps you shouldn't be saying this online sure, because yeah, it might yeah. affect you know employment opportunities and i was like fuck that oh like, yeah, fuck I'd that save a fuck light i'd rather that. someone that is at the end that's like i just i don't want to exist to hear me say like oh i felt like that today, absolutely but i got through it like, yeah sure yeah so I've, i wouldn't have got through the, that that period i was talking about a couple of years ago if i hadn't connected with people and writers that were talking about this difficult stuff Mm. and talking about it having come through the other side Mm. i just feel like i wouldn't have got through it like matt haig at the time i was reading a lot of matt haig and he has two books one is oh god one the notes on a nervous planet was his second one but his first one is called reasons to stay alive Mm. and it blew me away and it also like pretty much saved my life like i would read i was reading it and i was like this is exactly how i'm feeling this is exactly how i'm feeling and so that lit that connection mm-hmm. and that like resonance gives you the hope that you're like well i'll get through it because he's got through it and you know and he's like literally saying exactly how i'm feeling like yeah. it was to the point you know and yeah i think it's really important to talk about these things yeah you and know sort of becoming more prominent more like now than ever like absolutely uh, mental health is a, is a huge subject that um, and I'm very interested in um, like the leaps and bounds that the science is taking to sort of overcome it because we've gone from like pharmaceuticals, which like obviously like placebos and like yeah. often like, come with a side effect, to like more natural ways like ayahuasca and psilocybin, yeah. and like obviously those come hand in hand with like spiritual people. Yeah. Um, and and you know uh, seeing the data from a non like stereotyping like hippie way you know mm-hmm. uh, for many years people were like oh mushrooms are the way bro and yeah very yeah dismissive and sure then for you know a scientist and then like one of my huge influences joe rogan to, to yeah name he's it a good egg yeah like psilocybin the word psilocybin just appeared in my life and i was just like okay and then for it to be explained as this like neural pathway reconnector and yeah then, like, and then yeah to then do it and then 
the results being this life-changing yeah like like personality change and i just it's wonderful like and cannot wait to see if it doesn't get squashed how the world will be in like 10 years absolutely because it's a rewiring of it isn't it Mm. it's like you know i think we've been taught to fear or again it's that dehumanization piece that we were talking about where like if anybody you know i i've always been taught like drugs are bad hallucinogenics are bad it's if you do it you're gonna die yeah you know like, and so i had the fear of god put in me and you know blessed for that because it kept me on a path that you know has been um for the most part pretty straight there but there always is that point i think that most people get where they this curiosity starts coming in and actually then you start rewiring it and you realize oh no it's not that all drugs are bad and it's not that like if i take drugs i'm gonna die you know it just starts to become a bit less black and white Mm -hmm. and you can start to form your own theories and opinions and thoughts on on it you know so that's definitely something that's really interesting to me this idea of hallucinogenics being used in like a medicinal for medicinal purpose and yeah plant medicine man yeah nature yes nature yeah exactly yeah exactly being the middle man here like i remember being in a position where i used to hear people say what i've just said and be like what the fuck are you talking about yeah but actually look at it (laughs) yeah really look at it the research Um, is there and i think it's yeah it's a really interesting one and i wonder uh, talking from my my perspective and how i feel about like when my reality shifts Mm. i become really uber controlling and really anxious so Mm -hmm. in the past in my younger years when I've dabbled with things if I haven't perhaps set up a safe container Mm. to explore this stuff my reality has shifted so violently that it's freaked me out and I've missed the window of opportunity and perhaps the window of healing because I've just kind of got into a pickle my reality shifted and then I've panicked Mm. and then I'm just having a bad time but I feel that I would love to reapproach these things I'm talking about, but just in like a, with a different mindset and a different focus. But mm-hmm. I think, yeah, I do think there's something about when my reality shifts, I get really anxious mm-hmm. and I kind of want to work on that because I'm missing an opportunity, I think. For, for sure. Yeah. Cause it's scary as hell, right? Yeah. You know, that things aren't what they seem. I had but... a terrible time in Amsterdam oh, and really? that just wrote me off. <laughs> yeah. Terrible, terrible time. Yeah. I think, one of the things we're also learning is there's different types of yes. these things and uh, yeah some are kinder yeah um, and whatever this was wasn't kind and it was me and my partner at the time steve love him we just had a fucking meltdown i don't know what i don't know where we were i don't know what happened hmm. but we both just lost our minds and that was scary and i think i haven't been able to re i haven't been able to kind of come to it again without holding on to that trauma because yeah. it really traumatized me yeah. and i want to i think in in the next few years that's definitely something that yeah. i'll be exploring as, but as it becomes legalized hopefully we'll be able to do it yeah, Luna yeah. yeah. Luna oh my Rara, god Luna, Luna, Luna yeah. wilds Luna yeah. wave we do it everywhere yeah. <laughs> get the <laughs> so cats involved I think maybe spiritually speaking, maybe you needed to experience Yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. There was definitely something about, it was so significant. So it happened like maybe about seven years ago, but it hasn't Mm. left me. Like the whole experience, I could literally recite it like almost um, word for word, like how just mad it was. Mm. And it definitely needed to happen because I came out of that space 
and I just was a different person. Mm. And okay, it wasn't necessarily a positive experience, but there was some gold that I extracted from something that was quite difficult. And I think it's the control piece for me. There's definitely a control. There's a controller in here that wants to like, you know, okay, everything's, and I just, Yeah. yeah, I definitely have to negotiate with her. Yeah, that's the point. Um, yeah, the interesting uh, sort of side note from that one is I've for years um, because of my change in like moods in extremes. Mm-hmm. Um, being a young, round young people at the time, they were quite naive. They were like, "Oh, maybe you're schizophrenic or something." Sure, really yeah, 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 me, yeah. Like, oh, I can concerned. really understand that. Yeah, and um, so doing that, I created like these kind of like fictional beings like within my mind like oh now i'm like the depressed alex now yeah. i'm like the happy alex and yeah. they were like different as as i understand mental health more now i'm like it's ridiculous but like i did want to and do still want to write a book called multiple occupancy nice um, yeah, yeah. The, the theory being based around like that there's multiple versions of you and yes and, and, and again more i've gone into like this sort of spiritual like demographic like everyone refers to like the inner child or yep. like the controller and like, yeah uh, and you just you have to we do like mm. i feel like all the doctors and um uh and uh, people of authority that spoke to me never acknowledged that they have conversations in their head too yeah yeah, like, yeah. they almost made it sound as if i was in the wrong oh absolutely it's like i'm okay you're not okay yeah, it's that dynamic he also was like oh do i put sugar in my coffee no i don't you're fat oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 for sure that in a monologue yeah, yeah yeah and i find that kind of fascinating because there's this huge elephant in the room that we talk to ourselves we're organic computers yeah and like there's obviously a lot more going on than on the surface yeah, when we meet yeah, someone yeah and, yeah the, the, so for reality to crumble to me is like great i love it like, sure yeah the one that yeah i was in was weird yeah <laughs> yeah yeah for sure and it wasn't supporting or serving cold like, yeah yeah, yeah. Everybody, i was you know everyone else to be these kind of like quiet you know the only consciousness would come out with you verbally and that seems yeah. kind of strange too you know, yeah not through like a hug or a smile or your eyes you know so yeah definitely you know. that's really interesting about the um the fragmentations there's a woman called till swan who i think is pretty awesome and she talks a lot about like the fragmented consciousness mm-hmm. and how exactly what you're saying you have this aspect of you this aspect of you this aspect they're all you mm-hmm. and it's whatever one is it's sort of sliding scale right so whatever one is being brought to the front mm. at that point depending on what is coming at you yeah that's what i noticed is that what's coming at me will depend on what fragment of myself needs to kind of be at the controller yeah <laughs> if i kind of think of my head as a little you Station, know like um, exactly like inside out yeah the yeah <laughs> <laughs> i thought they yeah. did a good job of it at least I have a, a few issues with it, but I think in general, they did a really good job of touching on something that was hard. Yeah. A hard subject for small children. Yeah. You know, it's, like, it's, great. That's That was great. Imagine growing up with that Oh, concept. my God. Could you imagine? Because I felt like when I was growing up, if I was sad, it meant there was something wrong and I shouldn't have been sad. Yeah. If I was sad, there was something wrong. That That's what it equaled, mm. you know, and it, it wasn't okay to be sad, ultimately, the kind of message that you're getting is, yeah. you know, it's not okay to be sad. And I think that really started to kind of excavate that mm. um dangerous message yeah. in a really positive way yeah you know yeah. like because of it i kind of now envision these like just me's yeah. like very like angry alex yeah 
And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk to myself kinder now. I'll be like, come on, yes. bro, like, you just got to get through this. This yeah. could be okay. Yeah, <laughs> Just before, I was just like, oh, you're so shit. Oh, like, yeah, I know that one. You fucked this up so yeah, bad. Yeah. Like, Everyone's oh. going to hate you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and now it's great. I love being in my head. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of like, oh, you feeling sad today? Let's put some sad songs in there. Yeah, <laughs> let's have a cry. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I put a star is born on. And I, just, I was like, nice. It, it. Yeah. yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, yeah. That movie song. Awesome. Okay, so wow, we just went off on a whole. Point. Yeah, we did, didn't we? That was fun. Imagine. Yeah, yeah. That went from uh, multi disciplines to. Um, multi-personalities <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next on the list of things that we were going to discuss was uh just i suppose we kind of already touched on it was entrepreneurial mindset like, yes um just i guess we're we're in a position i suppose, i mean i i would argue i'm less of one because i haven't i haven't generated income from it but i have done stuff like, I don't know. Sure. Yeah, I hear you, but I don't know if income equates to being in the mindset. Do you yeah, know what I mean? I think the mindset yeah. is the mindset, and yeah. it. I honestly don't. I don't buy into like I'm only that if it's returned by monetary yeah, gain. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Exactly. But to be fair, actually, I think my partner Mike is the. He's the. He's got this mind, and I'm exactly. definitely very much influenced by him. Like yeah. he's got this really wonderfully creative, childlike mind that sees things and is not scared to like take risks and take mm-hmm. opportunities because he's, I feel like he comes from things in, with this really like childlike energy in a positive way. I mean, it's not in a, in yeah, a weird like way. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, you're so childish. I mean, sometimes he is, but <laughs> I like how his brain works and I like how he views things. So he's definitely like the fire in that department and I feel like what I do is bring a bit of realism to it so I think we've got a really good yin and yang thing going on whereby he just wants to like it's like we can do anything you know I can do anything like he's just this fireball and I'm there just like but what about and what about (laughs) you know like a little rope kind of trying to catch this balloon um but together I think we create this third entity which is our I guess our businesses our projects Mm. and i think they are really balanced between like his very like fire entrepreneurial fueled visions and my kind of realist realism and uh slightly more anxious but he's really taught me a lot about shifting my mindset to more of that like i can create these things and they are worth value even Mm. if it's not monetary but they're worth trying and they're worth exploring and that's definitely, yeah, that's definitely led by him. He's, that's good. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> yeah, well done, Mikey. Yeah. And I probably don't say that enough either, to be honest. Like <laughs> Opportunities like this. That, that yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah. I find podcasts, I'll, I'll say things, and I'm like, hey, shit, I've never even processed that. And yeah. like, sometimes it's going to scare you. Like, yeah, you're <laughs> like, like fuck up on it. But yeah, I try not to edit these. Um, yeah, nice. So I think like permission is the one. And yes, I, I agree. Have you had this sort of metaphor for like bucket of craps? For society, no, I haven't heard that. So, if you have a bucket of crabs and and one gets to like the rim of the bucket mm-hmm. and is almost out, the other ones will pull it down. Mm. It's like a psychological thing. What like, to like say? Don't go. Like herd safety because you don't know what's beyond. The, oh, that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. And I see that in society a lot when people yes. try stuff, and I'm I encourage people. So, and I love creative people, and I'm around them a lot, and I will always push them. But I always I hear them, and I've also been subject to people 
seeing negatives like don't do that yeah you know or like or they just pick a hole in it for no reason yeah no. yeah and it sucks yeah it's difficult <laughs> fucking hate people to do that so like if you're listening to this and uh you you feel like you don't do that just think if you do because i know i have i think everyone does yeah yeah absolutely i think we're all guilty of and it comes yeah. from the intention of i want to protect yeah. i want to be but it yeah it's detrimental it's not our role yeah it's not our role yeah yeah yeah, yeah that's nice and, and they could achieve something wondrous and like i remember uh, 19 years old i i spoke to a pilot uh mm-hmm. this flew for british airways and he um he like convinced me in a conversation that you know, if you want to become a pilot you can become a pilot and i was like oh but my maths is really bad he's just like i carry a calculator i'm bad at maths too i was so fueled by this yeah. guy and i was like brilliant because I, I i had gone on a date and i it was like, well, like best date ever i like had a friend that was flying planes was, oh like, wow fly. that's like, amazing yeah so i was just like if i pay for the fuel of the plane goodness and we like flew over <laughs> brighton it was so such a good day anyway, yeah um so i was like i kind of want to fly now and um yeah, I was so on fire to do this. And then I sat in a car with a dude because uh, we are going to like London to see another friend. And in that car journey, he picked so many flaws in why I shouldn't and couldn't be a pilot that I, I came out of that car just like deflated. Yeah, yeah like you just, feel like a popped balloon, don't yeah, you? Just like, like, ugh. That's the fucking point. And I didn't take any further steps. Like He may have been right. I may have failed sure. miserably and I could have wasted a ton of time. But at the same time, Maybe not, because like, yeah. people are pilots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and I realized from sort of that point onwards, like it's who you're around and who you let into your energy and circle that that would essentially like dictate what you can and can't do if you allow it. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. And as soon as you stop allowing them to do that, you you make enemies uh, or you know you you upset them. Yeah. Yeah, you so, put some ripples on the pond. Mm, you know. And I'm I'm known for that, and you know I've. You know, I fell in, fallen out with a few people, but like morally, I'm I'm right, and I will yeah, never back nice. down. Uh, you know, uh, so yeah, I, I feel like that's kind of my one of my purposes on this social media platform podcast is to just tell people like, do shit, like yeah, man, try. yeah, like, just try it. If you fuck up, like, like that's learning. It's yeah, not a well, this is I. Th- your mindset is really, really um, similar to Mike's in the sense that it's all about like trying it it there's not really a failure it's just more information and it's more learning for you to then try again and get it do it differently and yeah he's really I feel like just really inspired me in that sense and my dad actually is a very can-do attitude like he's got this like we I like sometimes see it as like reckless optimism <laughs> whereby yeah. anything is possible you yeah. know and I love it and I absolutely love it mm. because it's so fueling and it's so like you do come away after spending time I always yeah. kind of come away after spending time with my dad feeling like fuck yeah I can do anything yeah. like I can do it you know God, and that's awesome that must be exhausting it, like constantly like I can just yeah I mean <laughs> me that's where me and Mike sometimes are like you know because i do have to say that you know sometimes can we just say that we can't can we just say that we can't or can we just maybe not even talk about it because yeah. everywhere is an opportunity with mike like everything he mm. kind of yeah like i say he's just got that child brain that will like crunch the, something down and be like oh, that's an idea that's an idea he always says i'm an ideas guy laura so he gives me all these ideas and i'm there thinking and I sometimes can fall into that thing that you're saying where I'm like, well, that one wouldn't work because of this. Mm. That one wouldn't work because of this. And sometimes I have to really monitor yeah. if I'm just squishing him yeah. and squishing these ideas. Because some of his nutty ideas are like the best things we've ever done, yeah. you know. 
You like spiritual version of yourself. They're like, yeah, exactly. I do. Like, do, 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 do. And that's that controller I was talking about. Yeah. I have to really manage her. And it all, it all comes from fear. It all comes from like, no, I just want to be safe. I just want you to be safe. Like, you know, it's, it's a, you know, it's a scripty thing from childhood, I'm sure, or something. I think so. Like, tribal roles in evolution i think are, are a thing like, yes i, think I agree stereotypes come from and like as much as i hate them like they were a thing at one point but <clears throat> we should at least acknowledge that and i think like people like that generate ideas mm-hmm. would have been like valued you yes. know like they, so you kind of see it in like corporations as much as i hate like big tech and stuff yeah. like that that kind of like they have whole departments of people like like your partner where they're yeah. just kind of like just come up with just shit just be ideas <laughs> like, yeah yeah you know literally I mean? like, oh, the like button yeah yeah, fine. yeah. Oh, wow it's amazing like, <laughs> yeah, like, just like we need oh people, that's so like, good <laughs> yeah yeah because like and then you see like elon elon musk for instance like, yeah you know, like if for him to you know be as lucky as he did to come we're well, not lucky like he, he created like paypal and then get the money and then to be in the position he's in now to to be this inspiration to people um is amazing and like the fact that we didn't have like a nikola tesla or uh thomas edison or you know he ripped off nikola tesla, uh, yeah know, or the right yeah 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 in our generation because there's, yeah. there's no room for error with like health and safety anymore. yes yes i really but hear that yeah yeah, yeah. He, he found a way through and I, I just want more people like that to get through because I, I know when the rocket failed and he called it rapid, unpredicted uh, disassent or something like, or like a disassembly. Like instead of like yeah. it blew up and failed, like you know, it's he, failure. Just yeah, like... yeah. It's just some more learning, some yeah. more information. Okay, that version doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> so what do we need to take from that and then apply? Yeah. Yeah. And then like, what, yeah, and all the investors are kind of like, okay, we'll trust him with the more billions. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just keep making rockets, bro. Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that. I want that. I want everyone to be like that. And it's, it is in a way making me intolerant to people. Sure, yeah, the yeah. The second someone says no, I'm like, shut up. <laughs> yeah, I'm not a no man. Yeah. <laughs> it's really interesting, isn't it? When you were talking about the key players. Um, so I think I've heard this analogy before that um, you can look at uh, society as like a playing, as like a football field. Mm. And you have, I think it's nine, and I'm butchering a theory here, but let's just roll with it for a sec there's like nine key players and i think that's like empaths then you've got your um you know your ideas people that are driving it you've got basically about nine and i can't remember what they are but they all have a very specific set of um a a very specific role that is in their like higher octave so Mm. like kind of what am i trying to say like obviously you can have like an, an empath for example but that perhaps hasn't kind of actualized and like really got what the the gifts or really kind of unearthed the gifts within them so that they can give back mm. to the to feed into this concept of basically it takes quite a few different types of people to make the kind of world go round for a yeah. Better saying a team, yeah, yeah, or like the cog to spin that you need your ideas, people, you need your people thinking, okay, what like the quiet, not the quieter people, even so, but you need the pros, the the introverted processing, perhaps, is a good way to look at it. You need the empaths that can like feel into it and be like, oh, how does that feel? Okay, and then into and then spit it back out. And I think that was quite interesting to me because I would sometimes be like, oh, maybe I need to be more this, or maybe I need to be more like this person or maybe I need to be more like Mike or you know I kind of got caught up in that for quite a long time and and actually it's about kind of I think unearthing your gifts within you and then bringing them through and using them Mm. to 
for progress rather than just like i don't know uh yeah. worrying all the time <laughs> is, that, is that referred to as shadow work is that yeah like, uh, like in, uh, integrate your shadow work exactly kind of integrate your shadow work you go down you do a bit of like alchemy down there da, 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 and you come up with all this gold and you're like oh great now i can use this to serve and i can use this to like you know fuel ideas like lunar wave or lunar wilds or like work in harmony with mike even though we're sometimes coming from like polar opposite ends of the world but you know yeah the lunar empire the lunar empire yeah it's exciting Um, thank you glad i've like discovered it as well thank you yeah yeah i would it'd be nice to see this in like eight years do uh, do another yeah that would be awesome (laughs) yeah like it all failed (laughs) i'm joking I'm joking. Because we got that Bill Gates vaccine. No. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> Conspiracy jokes. Yeah. Ha 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 ha. <laughs> so many, yeah, I, I can't go there anymore because people, I, uh, yeah. I, I got accused of all sorts for like cracking jokes about the, uh, you know. Oh, did you? Raising any questions. Yeah. Like, there's a funny meme of like. Uh, <laughs> raising any questions, yes, I can hear that. <laughs> yeah. How dare you question the narrative? Yeah, exactly. How dare How you? Dare you? <laughs> um, yeah, Jordan Peterson again, because he's such a logical person. Yes, he, isn't he? He's on a talk show and he was just like, um, I'm afraid that the economic collapse will outweigh the damage of the virus. Yeah. And uh, then the presenter comes back with like, so you want old people to die? <laughs> just like, well, no, it's like, oh, sorry, they're still dying. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It's the economy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah just, he's not saying like, oh, everyone just, yeah. He's got an interesting soul, isn't he? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I like him. He can be cutting. I think he can be very cutting. I've noticed every time I've been upset after reflecting on it, I was wrong. <laughs> I think this is it. I yeah. think he... I don't agree with everything he says, hmm. obviously. But I do think that there's some truth in what he's saying. I feel like he doesn't fluff it up. He's just coming straight in dum, with the facts. It's very unemotional, yeah. you know? And maybe there's room for that. Again, going back to that football pitch idea, yeah. you know... Maybe there's room for that. Yeah. And actually, yeah, like you say, when you kind of reflect on why did that upset me so much, often when it there's a fierce reaction to something, I feel like that that's where the gold is. It's like, right, okay, I need to dig down into this because I've had this huge reaction. Mm. And I'm intrigued. Well, I, I come from this place of like, I'm intrigued about why that is so big. Yeah. You know, and why I've really reacted to that. And actually, like you say, when you kind of crunch down and like dig into it a bit, you're like, oh, okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Mm. Maybe. And- saying those things out loud but in your head like it's so, like to struggle to say something in your head like mm. i don't know to to acknowledge something like oh that person doesn't like you like ah, oh, why like why because you're depressive because you're a depressive yeah, person and yeah, it's yeah, probably yeah. not nice to be around so cheer up and it's like oh like, yeah i am so i'm gonna stop doing that yeah <laughs> like, yeah 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 and then you make progress and like yeah so again being the middleman and trying to reach the people that were like me um like just say anything in your head. No one else can hear. Yeah. <laughs> Until Neuralink comes to the thing. And yeah, and then we'll be like, oh, fuck, it's like in a speech bubble here. Intrusive thoughts would be the worst. Oh my God, that's a, that's the scariest thing, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, that terrifies me. Yeah. Because yeah. that's your only sacred, that's the, the last private space left really, isn't it? You know, and yeah. writing things down and then hiding them. Yeah. <laughs> Burning it immediately. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> even now like with the iphones right? so the camera used to be like you know and it can see everything from here now somehow 
it can see from like your positioning yeah the minus 0.5 zoom and i'm like yeah that's interesting i know yeah yeah yeah. i mean it's a great feature but it's fucking terrifying because you're like what kind of crazy tech is that (laughs) like i guess it's just a wide angle lens but you know technically if my phone's like next to my pad could it read my pad like do i need to like cover up now like that's sad (laughs) (laughs) i literally start all my journals like that (laughs) today i feel funny that i literally feel like i write that every fucking day today i feel confused yeah today i felt funny (laughs) amazing oh yeah what time are we on measure it by how much i need to pee usually yeah that's actually a good thing because i do need it it's starting it's starting (laughs) to juice in there nearly on two hours oh wow okay here we we go begin to wrap it up let's begin to wrap it up that's a lovely nice conversation oh it's been so nice yeah oh immediate like friendship yeah absolutely yeah yeah i love that i feel safe that's a big measure for me so i want from this room yeah it feels um, safe and i wasn't actually going to admit this on air but now I have a housemate. This is also where I sleep. So I've got a folding bed behind here. <laughs> it comes it. down on the hinge. Oh, you'd never know. Yeah. So like now when I'm chilling out here in the evening, it, I, I also have the warmth of yeah. like all the guests. Yeah, it's like infused. Yeah. yeah. It, and like just it just feels like sacred now. Um, mm. And then like my workbench being in there too. Because before I had another room where my workbench was, it was a podcast studio and it was got very it. separate places. And yeah, now it's all combined. It's like uh, it's like my brain. I'm just sitting in my brain. Yeah, like, yeah, nice. People come in and out of it. Yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I. Oh, that makes me feel really warm. Like, like really. <laughs> welcome to my. Yeah, mind. welcome. <laughs> this is the good tech that allows us in the brain. Yeah. You know. For sure. For sure. I. Uh, I. I. Can't think of a way, that. I wouldn't want to do this. I can't think of a reason why I wouldn't want to do this. It's yeah. Like, now I've discovered it. I kind of. Like, essentially, there's no purpose for it. Sure. Like, other than curiosity. Yeah, so that's yeah, education, yeah. education, right? Like, yeah, absolutely. You know, oh, yeah. my God. That's... Oh, I think that's a piece to the entrepreneur, entrepreneurial mindset. I think it's that curiosity. Mm. I think it's staying curious. Yeah. And not getting fixed. Yeah. And just keeping it, like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. And just to briefly talk on podcasts. So, like, long form. So, mm-hmm. Joe Rogan being, like, the sort of, like, beginner of that. Like, yeah. Lots of people were saying, like, oh, you know... Like, who's going to watch, like, a two-hour... Like, their podcasts are too long, Alex. Like, two, three sure. hours. And I was just like, well, I watch, like, five-hour ones. Yeah. Because I want to be immersed. I, I want to learn yeah. everything about that subject, person, thing. Like, I want to see how people behave. I want to, like, take good and bad qualities. And, yeah, and absolutely. So I was like, other people like me will eventually, hopefully, like, catch on. And, um, yeah, so I was like, I, I, I want to do that. And it also allows me to learn more about the guests. And, um, yeah, and it, it comes with... Opportunity to network. So, like mm-hmm. anyone that watched this that has heard anything that you've just yeah, said, yeah. can now approach you. Like, uh, and that's just this invaluable to society. Yeah. Like, and yeah. So, it would be curiosity. Curious people are rewarded. So, if yeah. you're curious enough to sit and watch this, and and any other one that you can benefit from by making business connection, like, there yeah, you go. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I sure. really hear that. Yeah. I really hear that. Okay. So, shall we end with? Yes. What do you think the meaning of life is? Oh, man. (laughs) (laughs) Your meaning. My meaning of life. That's a really good question. It's a really big question, but I want to try and find, like, okay. I'm not sitting here trying to, like, bring in the answer. (laughs) Come to me, seedling. (laughs) 
I'm ready to download from the cloud. Um, what do I think the meaning of life is? I think, um, I think growth and expansion. And I think that integrated shadow work mm. is, I think for me, that's what it's about. For me, it's about like, how can I expand myself out and consultina myself out to like the biggest version of myself that's like kind of um, playing out the the most amount of potential that I've got in there. You know, yeah. how can I fully unfold myself basically? Because yeah. I feel like we're like these origami pieces, aren't we? And each time you learn a new thing about yourself, perhaps you're unfolding a layer. And how can I fully expand to my biggest potential it's like fabric of space yeah absolutely yeah. exactly and reach yeah. back into the cosmos yes i like and that. become stardust again and then come down and do it all over again yeah. and i do think like each round i do believe in real reincarnation and that we have multiple lives and i think each time you come down to this earth or choose to be in con uh, like choose your contract your sacred contract mm -hmm. um you've got your lessons to learn so i think it's finding those lessons and learning them and then coming and doing it all again. Yeah. Until you ascend to pro Until prophecy. perhaps you are, <laughs> yeah, in the... Well, I mean, where would you go once you've learned all your lessons? Maybe... Maybe you create more universes. Maybe you then start writing the contracts for people mm. up there. With Get big, promoted. you know, JC, yeah. <laughs> Get promoted, yeah. <laughs> Sat next to, you know, Stardust 2.11. Where did the retired CEOs go? Oh! <gasps> nice beyond comprehension. Yeah, that's a funny word, CEO, isn't it? Yeah, it's a funny it's word. Yeah, <laughs> titles, yeah. funny one. But yeah, that's what I think anyway. Well, thank you. No, oh, thank yeah. you. Um, I will incorporate all the links because you have many. Um, yeah, I mean, in, in bloody hell. <laughs> Just couldn't decide yeah. what I wanted to do, so I did it all. You're such a music next time. Next but, time. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah next time. Check get, you should get up. Mike on, actually. Yeah, yeah do yeah. like a part two with Mike. Yeah. The other side yeah. of Luna Wave, yeah. the dark side of the moon. <laughs> Well, that's really the side of it. Um, yeah. Yep, done. <laughs> done, done. There we go. Okay, well, thanks for coming on. Oh, thank you so much, much, Alex. And yeah, see ya. <laughs> thanks. <laughs>